Hey, folks, we had to get this out there before this episode went out. This episode was recorded prior to the recent public allegations of abuse by Noel Clark. Any positive comments made on the show about Clark reflects his performance on the screen and not his conduct off screen. The Air Station Who crew is strongly opposed to bullying, harassment, and victimization of any kind. We support those who have been affected and stand with those who bravely call out toxic behavior. You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth is he doing here? Well, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it. It's vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, the fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, Whovians, and welcome to another episode of the Earth Station Who podcast. That's right, folks, we are back, and we are looking at the 10th Doctor era once again, and we have a great one for you. We are looking at the introduction of the Cybermen into the new series. Technically, you saw them once during the 9th era, but that was just their head on a, in a case or something. So this time you got full-on Cybermen fun. And it was a lot of fun to be able to talk about this one. So we were looking at Rise of the Cybermen and Age of Steel. It's a two-parter. You got to do them together. You couldn't do them separately. It would be just too weird. Too weird. Especially this one. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Exactly. And it, there's a lot that happens in this that we'll talk about. And it leads into even later into the series and such, which is pretty awesome that they were able to do that. So we had a great crew. Joining us once again, coming to us is podcaster, life coach, all-around great person, Shannon Clute. Hello, hello, hello. How y'all doing? It's good to have you back on the show. Yeah, I'm so excited to be back. Thanks and, for having me. Hey, no problem. When we were getting into the 10th Doctor Year, I said, we haven't had her on the show for a lot. And I know this is right in your wheelhouse. So this it is perfect. It is, it is. And so, and you're celebrating with it tonight. You, I see you I have your, your libation for the evening. Ooh. Indian brute. Oh, Quite nice. delicious. So celebrating Jackie Tyler's uh, 39th birthday, I see. 39th. That's right. Air quotes that around that. Yep. Cheers, Jackie. Here's Jackie. He'll be and we have our regulars. Of, and of course, we have our regulars with us. Let's say hello to Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. Oh, yeah. It is great to have you here. And, of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy! You know, tonight we have two Floridians and two Georgians. So, ooh, this is, it's even ooh. for once. So. Florida in the house. Exactly. Ooh. See, Mary? We're going down. 
you're not on. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I think both states are going down, but that's a whole that's a whole different. <laughs> I think story. we've already gone. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Kind of. Sort of. But. It is great to see everybody here, and it's going to be a fun one to talk about tonight. If you want to jump in and you know leave us feedback for this, we'd love to hear from you guys. Feedback at herstationwho.com is always a great place to get in touch with us. And, of course, we have a great Facebook group on, you know, what else? Facebook. Just look up Her Station Who. And we are talking all about Doctor Who up there. We put Doctor Who memes, Doctor Who stories that are legit. We don't put rumors up there. We do not put rumors and such because, you know, those come out every day and 90% of them are false. Because if we believed that, it would have been, you know, Jody's leaving from day one, you know, after she started as the doctor. So, no, we don't, we don't go for that until it's official. Then we'll post it on the site. So definitely would love to hear from you guys. Definitely would love you guys to join the Facebook group. And, you know, while you're there, why not subscribe to the podcast? It's a great podcast. We come out every other week except for when Doctor Who is new. And if it's your first time listening to us, thank you for listening. We do appreciate it. It couldn't have been much better than that to, you know, come along for a great story for us to talk about. So let us get in. There is no new Doctor Who news. So we're not even going to talk about that. So let's go okay. yeah, let's go back 15 years to 2006. We are looking at May 13th, basically Rise of the Cybermen. It's pretty awesome. So this is going to be a fun one to do cuz Age of Steel was the following week and like we were talking before the show, I don't think we got it officially here in the United States for almost another year after cuz just how BBC and I think uh, it was Sci-Fi Channel back then that was showing Doctor Who. So I think officially I saw it here, not through the means I did, but the way I saw it was on the DVD, actually, when it first came out. What about you guys? Yeah, I think I saw it on Netflix. Really? Before, in full disclosure, uh, I'm not really uh, Mike Gordon. I'm the parallel counterpart, Mark Gordon. (laughs) And I, uh, I I find it odd that there's not a lot of Zeppelins on this in this universe. Um, Are you a resistance? <laughs> no, <laughs> uh, I, I I I yeah no I, I take the path of least resistance. I I got here by accident. So you're you're the same on either planet, then basically <laughs> pretty much pretty much yes. Uh, yes, I'm the I'm the I'm the tin cat uh, of the universe. So um, that explains so much. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I I was I had a source that I was getting uh, the the uh, episodes from. Uh, we'll just leave it at that. So I was getting them as well as well as the confidentials um, uh, pretty early on. Uh, not not as they aired, but very close to. I think I got them season by season. Like so, after the season was over, I got a hold of some discs and uh, and and it had those on them. So I watched this. I didn't watch this separated. I watched this as a, like, you know, one after another. So, okay. which was gotcha. pretty cool. I think I saw it on cable somewhere. I don't even really? know which, what channel it was even on, but really? it was, it was a few years after. Yeah. Okay. Usually Where, in the middle of the night. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Were you a Doctor Who fan before, you know, the new series or? I was a sci-fi it? fan. Okay, gotcha. So Eccleston was my introduction to the Hooverse. And from there, it was just a rabbit hole that 
I fell in love with. So. Oh, that makes total sense. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool that you were able to, you know, it's, it's neat that you were able to do it that way. And, you know, have you watched it like in order or how was that? Um, later or- on, I realized some of it was out of order, but for the most part, I kind of did it doctor by doctor, if that makes sense. Oh no, so totally like, makes sense. So like I might've seen like a couple of episodes switch swapped, but right. for the most part, I saw everything like doctor by doctor. Um, but like I said, it was just a rabbit hole. Like once I got into it, I was just like, give it all to me. I don't care what order I get it in. I just want it. So. No, I, I, that's usually the way it is with Doctor Who is you just like get, you know, one or two and then you realize, wait a minute, who's this new guy who's supposed to, is they're saying is the doctor because you don't know anything about regeneration or you don't mm-hmm. know. And so it's pretty awesome. And it was it neat is. because this is almost like a what if type story that, mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. they're on a parallel earth. So anything goes. And, yeah. you know, you actually had a Mickey that was actually tough. You know, well, mm-hmm. he was wanted for p- parking tickets, but he still was standing up against the government. Damn the man. You know, I was yeah, watching yeah. this and I was thinking, <laughs> okay, I know it's been about 15 years or so, but I was watching this and it's been a long time since I've seen uh, Mickey or Ricky or Noel Clark and anything. And I, I think I've been doing Noel Clark a disservice because I think that if I had been introduced to him as an actor playing Ricky, and never seen Mickey before, I think I would, I would, I would really appreciate him. Um, but that character of Mickey was not one that I liked at all, uh, right from day one. So um, seeing his counterpart, and he does a really good job, I think, at separating the two. I mean, it's pretty easy, mm-hmm. it's pretty easy without the, you know, the cues that you need uh, to, to tell the difference between both of them. Um, it's, uh, I thought he did a really good job playing two characters and yeah, I prefer Ricky obviously. And, uh, what happens with Mickey after this is just nonsense to me. Well, it's interesting because you actually find out more about Mickey than you have throughout the rest of the series in this. You, Mm -hmm. you didn't really hear about how his grandmother passed away or Mm -hmm. you didn't hear about his parents. There's actually kind of new errors in that. Pardon me? There's continuity errors, actually. Oh, that. of course. This is Doctor <laughs> Who. There's, there's continuity I know, so errors. I love it. But I loved it. Like, actually, the first time I saw this episode, I was like, wait, his grand? But what about his mom? Because I was like, no, Rose made a big whole deal about his mom the one time. Mm-hmm. And so, like, for me, it was like when I was like, hey, wait a second. Wait. Let me turn that <laughs> back. Rewind. Turn that back. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> no, I, and I agree with that. And this is Doctor Who, you know, and they, mm-hmm. it, it's, they sometimes, some of the continuity falls through because especially it's a different writer, yeah, but it also shows. directors. Exactly. But the showrunner should have caught something about that. Mm-hmm. Or the script editor. There yeah. was a script editor on it. Yeah. True. And, uh, I mean, not surprising. I don't think they cared <laughs> overly much. I mean, they needed a better backstory for him anyway. So yeah, I'm willing to yeah. go with the second one. It was neat, though, because this episode also was directed by Graham Harper. Mm-hmm. And Graham Harper Super has cool. such a history yeah. with Doctor Who, with the, especially mm-hmm. the classic series. And it was it was neat to see him come in. And I think I, this was a great, great story. This was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And it flowed. I haven't seen this probably in about 10 years. 
And so it's, you know, it was neat to see and I enjoy it again. And, you know, this time getting to see it on a 65 inch TV and like, boom, you know, in higher dev. And it was, it was pretty awesome. So it was, it was a lot of fun to see. And, you know, Cybermen, you know, this is Doctor Who needs the Cybermen, you know. I think, what was it, the third Doctor was the only Doctor that never faced the Cybermen. Hmm. Oh, eight, but you're not they're counting. Actually, yeah. They're actually fairly, fairly scary here, too. Oh, yeah. For, for the yeah. new Cybermen, because I'm, as everyone knows, I'm not a fan of the robot <laughs> Cybermen. I like right. the, the older ones much better. But But they actually do a pretty good job making them fairly menacing. Yeah, oh, I yeah. like the attention to detail about it. Like they really took the time to make sure that the Cybermen were scary. Like they're like, we need to pay homage to what it came from, but we really need to make sure that this is something that the modern era is going to be like, keep that away from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, nope, I'm good. I don't like that. That's wrong. No. Yeah. Kind I, of thing. I enjoyed it. And it's, it was great because the, you know, the last couple of times you saw the Cybermen before this in the old series, they weren't that scary. And it was, it was neat because they recreated them and made it something plausible that, you know, it was something, you know, that this was, these weren't alien Cybermen. These were humans Mm -hmm. that were, you know, basically their parts were recycled and the only thing, and it was their brains mostly that they they were very clear. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and the whole whole thing about them preying on the vulnerable too, in the beginning when they're playing, preying on the homeless people. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. and then dragging them away i thought that was that was pretty pretty scary oh the scene where they were in like the junkyard or something and they were grabbing mm-hmm. the homeless and like hey right. there's biscuits in there there's you know sausage right. rolls and you know and it was like in beer and it's like you would have almost had me at the beer you almost mm-hmm. would have you know oh but you know i i would have known something was up though. It, it was interesting my... though introduction to the Cybermen because I had watched a lot of classic who, but not, not, not as much as that. Like, I, I don't know that I can't ever remember seeing, I knew who the Cybermen were because I'd seen photos of them, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, but I don't think I'd ever seen a Cyberman story before this. So this was the first time. So I didn't know that the origin was was different i remember hearing from a lot of fans that uh at the time that you know that this was not the cybermen of of classic who um but uh no i i agree i think it was a pretty um i think they looked pretty cool and i think they also were pretty pretty scary their their construction the idea behind them uh david really sold it um, whenever he would talked about how horrifying they were. Um, and uh, I think that, uh, you know, later on, this design becomes more and more, you know, Iron Man-ish or whatever. It becomes a little bit more mm-hmm. like plasticky. But um, but for this story here, I, I think for an introduction of a villain, a classic villain, it's, 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 it's right on the mark. It hits it right on the mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, it works. It mm-hmm. modernizes it really well, and it was it was well, neat still to see. Homage. Oh, exactly, and you know what they started calling them the Cybers Cybermen, and you know because they had the C on their chests, and so 
all the fans were going, well, you know, our Cybermen are still out there too somewhere. Sure. And it, and it was like, yeah, and, well, we have like 10 different origin stories for Cybermen. <laughs> we don't, we don't need to go there and everything. And, you know, to me, the Cybermen are the cyber, like Mary, the Cybermen that was at the end of the first doctor's run was, you know, with the, the 10th planet. And it was, it's awesome. And it, it was neat to see them evolve into like invasion and tomb of the Cybermen through the second doctor era. And this was a natural evolution though, too. So it was neat to see. And I know the Cybermen before this had also appeared in a few different big finish also. Mm-hmm. So, cause I know we, I think we've talked about on the show, the Peter Davison uh, story with the origins of the Cybermen. Yeah. That's a really good one. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And so it, it was neat to see the origins of this one. And, you know, it was a power mad man, you know, trying to gain immortality, you know, kind of Davros-ish and everything, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. It, so it, Very Davros. Yeah. And even in the chair. And mm-hmm. so, so, mm-hmm. so it was, it was, it was interesting and you could see some parallels there. So it was a lot of fun. And you then had Rose in this who got Your the favorite. wish. No, we'll get to that. We'll get to it. <laughs> you know, we'll get to her, you know, but, you know, the dream, you know, her father had passed away when she was six months old to see a planet where her parents were together still. And, you know, to her, she was in shock. And then the doctor said, you can't get involved. This is not your parents and anything. Mm-hmm. If it was my mom and dad and they were still alive, I'd be running up to them to say, hey, it's me. And they'd be like, who are you? You know, and that's basically what happened to them. Plus, she was still feeling, you know, the effects of Father's Day, even though it had been a while. Mm -hmm. And now that was the other Mm -hmm. doctor. But still, I think, you know, that was the last time we saw and we saw how much her father meant to her and how much Mm -hmm. she was willing to risk to keep him alive. Yeah. But there's, I think there's a, an, an even a different like little like I guess introspect to that is that you could see throughout this episode where Rose grew, where she wasn't instantly running for her father and she wasn't instantly running to rekindle this relationship with these people. You could see there was some hesitation. She was having to think it through. So she learned her lesson from the paradox. But you could see also the concern for the doctor because he didn't think she did learn that lesson from the paradox. I don't think she did. And not till the end, not because she was pretty selfish at the end when she called him dad. That wrecked him. She did. And and she, oh, she only the did look that on for, his face. Yeah, the she look only did on his face. Yeah, and he, he just could not accept yeah, that. Cause at the, which, yeah. which would be under very understandable. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. she represents everything that he had just lost and, right. and, mm-hmm. and, a, and a future that would never be. And she just didn't understand that. She couldn't understand that. Um, so no, no, she didn't. But it was because. Oh yeah. No, it was very selfish. Exactly, but it was just interesting because, you know, this is a Pete and, um, I forgot what her name was. The mom. Jackie. Uh, Jackie. Jackie. That's right. Pete and Jackie, who were already split up, but it wasn't official out in the public. And they had a failed marriage and they never had time for children and they were more materialistic. They were successful, you know, and it shows you that sometimes success isn't 
all it's cracked up to be. Yeah, it didn't fix everything. Exactly. You know. And that was, I found that really interesting, very touching, actually. But, in but interestingly ways. enough, I mean, Jackie's pretty much like she is on, on you know, our earth or whatever. And, uh, but, but Pete's a little different, um, you know, or at least to the point where he's not a bad guy. I mean, we find out later that he's working for the underground. Like he's, he's concerned about what uh, John Lumick and Cybris is doing and is trying to do something against it, working against them. And, and that was, you know, that was pretty cool. I, I did not see that coming. I think the first time I saw it and I even forgot about it this time. Yeah. He's still humble at heart. Like he's oh, still the exactly. guy who had to like work for what he has. I love that line. He says, Oh, I, I've been reading you guys. I'm Gemini, but you know, I thought I was reading the Ministry of Defense. Instead, I get the Scooby Gang. <laughs> I love the Scooby Gang line. Exactly, and you even have the van. It's just like, <laughs> and the dog Rose. Poor <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Rose. Wow. Well, technically, Mickey was the the tin dog. The tin so. dog. Not this time. Yeah. Not this time. He finally got to shine this time. No, he did. And, but even you had Mickey running back to his grandmother and mm-hmm. see me, be, meeting up with her, and so it was it was really interesting. You know, the whole because he you didn't realize he had all this guilt because he blamed himself partly for his grandmother's passing because she mm-hmm. fell down the stairs because the carpet or something like that that they touched on. Still needs to fix that carpet, by the way. Yes, Before he, he goes to Paris, he <laughs> needs to fix that damn carpet. <laughs> that would be very ironic. The, the second the doctor leaves, she trips and falls downstairs. And Nikki is back in the same place he was before. <laughs> damn it. But I, you know, through the first half of the first episode, I, you know, here we get the, the Mickey I don't like. The one who's just whining because, you know, he's jealous about the doctor's relationship with Rose. And, you know, he's just pretty stupid about it pretty obvious it's like how you don't care about me or whatever um it's not until he goes up and and meets up with him himself really that uh, he finds out that he can be more and 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 get some confidence that way and i i appreciated that i i i I like his arc in this a lot and uh like i said Mm -hmm. i don't think i've been giving Noel cowell that much credit because uh, he's excellent in this story um, I just wish they kind of left it at yes. this. <laughs> uh, actually, well, I don't mind him the next time he appears. You know, that's, it's, it's kind of, I felt kind of bad for him. You know, Rose is flaunting herself all over the doctor. That's like your, ex, basically your ex-girlfriend flaunting herself all over her new bow, oh, sure. her boyfriend or girlfriend. And, you know, basically, you know, in front of you. And it's just like gee, can you be any more obvious, you know, type thing? It is an awful position to be in. Yeah, the show starts with them giggling like school kids, like a, you know, school couple, and and he's just holding this, been holding this button for 30 minutes. They forgot about him. They (laughs) forgot he was there. And they're just laughing at him, and you're like, man, F you guys. Man, yeah, you guys are jerks. Oh, I would, I would have gone, all right, stop the TARDIS now. I am getting the F off of this thing, you know. <laughs> and he I did. don't care where. He's like, you know what? I'm better off with Cybermen. <laughs> <laughs> I've got more chance of happiness with the Cybermen. It's the Zeppelin. I tell you, he just loves the Zeppelin. <laughs> like, I, you know what? 
I would have like I was looking at it. And I'm like, um, guys, did you have to put like 15 of them in the sky? Like, couldn't you just back? Yeah, that was that was ridiculous. <laughs> like, isn't... I mean, they'd just be running into each other. <laughs> no, it's like, is there air tra- traffic control problems with this? These and you got, but and I guess I guess people were living up there. They kind of hint that that's there's... what it sounded that's like. What it Lulek it sound seemed like. to be living in one. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Jackie was wanting one of her own. Yes. She's like, I'm the only one who doesn't have one. Right. I don't right. have my own personal. Like the upper class yet. lives up there, like the like the royals mm-hmm. and all that kind of live up there. Oh yeah, it's almost yeah, the soldiers. Yeah. Because it was almost like a police state that there was curfews and there was you know all on the lower you know because mm-hmm. you know, when Mickey was trying to get to his grandmother's. And, you know, they said, oh, it's before 10 p.m. It's like, what happens at 10 p.m.? Curfew, you idiot. You know, it's just like, right. where are you from? You know, type of thing. And it's just like, so it definitely felt like that way. It was a huge class system almost. And right. everyone, you know, on in London had those damn earbuds. And that's why I will this never. This is why I don't do earbuds. Yeah, exactly. I was about to say <laughs> yeah, that. So that's why I said that. I'm never you buying earbuds. And, and you think that's about how it. how you get Cybermen. 15 exactly. years ago, people were putting like the, the Bluetooth things on their ears. You saw people all the mm-hmm. time with these things on their ears. And it was like, yeah, this was, this was very much of the time where it's like, oh, yeah, that was, God, yeah. that you could see this happening and play out this way. Oh, very much so. And, you know, we even had like, you know, we, people had the one in their one ear and everything, but we had salespeople on our teams that had them for, so they'd be able to act be on both lines, had them on both ears. And I was like, oh, you're going to become a Cyberman. You are so, (laughs) So, but so, and then when Apple came out with the, you know, the ear pods, it was just like, oh, Mm -hmm. it's like, hell no, this is why I have wires, baby. And as much as the doctor is, is, is blasting and, you know, it finds John Lumick and what Cybus is doing evil. I mean, he's, he's, he's always like there to say like human and, you know, comment on what humans are doing. Like, man, you guys will do, Mm -hmm. you'll go out of your way to have someone control you guys. Like, it's almost like you guys prefer it. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or they were literally being forced um, entertainment and news and everything through those earbuds and mm-hmm. it was it was just it was crazy it was just like and at the time we were like oh that's total science fiction that's you know nothing and now it's we're not like no 15 years later you know we can walk through any shopping center and 99 percent of the people have those earbuds in and everything I mean, it's happening now in a way. It's, you know, people on Facebook getting all these messages that aren't real and believing them, and that's all they ever see, and so that shapes their whole point of view, and, and it's very easy to control them because of that. I mean, it's the same type of idea. It's that very sort of populist nationalism idea, how you fall into authoritarianism. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It was It was just a form of control. And it was just, it was amazing to see oh, that. Oh, Mike, they were being upgraded. Okay, <laughs> Mr. Go Happy Go Lucky. Yeah. Oh, and it was it was interesting. And I liked the characters they did introduce. I did like the resistance. I liked mm-hmm. the different, you know, I loved the different characters. I loved the, you know, even the actors that were playing them were pretty darn awesome. So it was, it was neat to see because you... You know, you had, you know, Mrs. Moore and you had, you know, the others. And it was, it was just awesome. And and they had enough development that you cared about them. Oh, like yeah. When Mrs. Moore died. You, you cared. Oh, I was you shocked. Said. 
You know, and it's interesting because I keep on always forgetting how much of a body count Doctor Who always has. This is yeah. it's dark. actually one of the biggest ones. Yeah, this one it's pretty dark. Yeah. Like if you if you count all the people that um Yeah, it's like half passed of away, is, Yeah, like it's if you count all the people who turn into Cybermen, it's probably one of the highest body count episodes. Somewhere Thanos was smiling. Ha, ah, half the population is gone. <laughs> 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 I didn't even have to snap a finger at that one. Oh, Thanos would have loved this because oh, yeah. we've been using resources. Exactly. So good. there you go. You know, it's a good thing you bring up uh, Mrs. Moore, too, because that, like, there's that scene between her and the doctor, and they did have a good rapport. I mean, she's one that mm-hmm. would definitely make uh, for a good companion at some point. Oh, God, yeah. Um, oh, she'd she, a great companion. She throws out the yeah. thing that, you know, that's not a real name. She got the name from a book, which I assume is Passage to India, but that's, um, I don't know if that's true. That's the only Mrs. Moore I can think of that's kind of big in, in sort of literature. Um, but then she says, you know, he asks her what her real name is. And she says, it's, uh, what Angela Parker. Yeah. And, and does that mean something? Because it seems like the doctor like recognizes that name. That I feel like that name has come up before, but I can't figure out where I know that name from. I I don't know if that was something that they meant to do with something with later. Um, but, uh, it seemed like it was, it seemed like it was a big moment, uh, you know, um, yeah, it didn't seem like it was a throwaway. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, you know, when the guy like in the party, like, uh, you know, goes, Oh, Hey, how's the things going to Torchwood? (laughs) Yeah. Torchwood came up a few different times. (laughs) I think came up like three or four times in the two episodes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I mean that was complete throwaway, but I felt like, man, I was like, man, I wonder if they wanted to do something with Angela Price and like our universe or something, right? Which would have been awesome, because yeah, because Torchwood, you know, Torchwood ran was the bad wolf of this season, mm-hmm. literally. It mm-hmm. it ran all the way through, and it was yeah, fully introduced all the time. It was fully introduced in the final two parter of the season, and but it was it was real interesting to see and. I did like it. I also like the character of Jake also, who yeah. was the other. And mm-hmm. all right. I might be going crazy because um, yeah, I, I know I'm crazy. So it's okay. Might. But I remember there was supposed to be a relationship between Ricky and Jake. They According were... to both the actor who played Jake and Russell T. Davis. And there's a deleted scene that's on the DVD that's they were where actually I saw in it. a couple. That's they where I saw because I was waiting to see that him say that because I had seen the deleted scene, and it would have made it would it made sense mm-hmm. how upset he was about Ricky getting killed and everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, because yeah, because they... like when uh, it was funny because when Mrs. Moore died, he he barely batted an eye, but when Ricky, he was like, oh, you know, the whole thing, which makes sense. And I was waiting for that scene when, when he was talking to Mickey and saying, Ricky was my lover. You know, we were more than friends or whatever they said. Mm-hmm. And it, and I, cause I had remembered seeing it, but it was just like, where was it? Did I miss it? I even rewound half the episode to make sure I didn't blink or something like that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it was just interesting to see. Uh, I said here when I was looking at the research for this, it said that Jake has been in three episodes of doctor who do you know yes. yeah 
He was. He comes back. Um, does he come back with, with the, the Age of Ghosts? Does he come back? Yeah. With the ghost yeah. So he comes back at the finale. Yeah. When that he comes back yeah. with Mickey. Okay, gotcha. um, When they. Oh, yeah, he comes back with yeah, Mickey. I, and did, he, I didn't remember yeah. if he came back or not. So yeah. Yeah. I did because yeah. for some reason I was thinking we saw him on, again on 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 our universe or whatever. Um, but I guess that's not true. Mm-mm. No, I mean, well, technically, you, you technically did. You did see him <laughs> in our universe. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but I mean, yeah, I know where you're going with that. But um, I thought the designs of the Cybermen were really awesome, and I very cool, very cool, and I even like the Cyber Leader. You actually got to see the brain. Yep. Mm-hmm. And everything, mm-hmm. and that was a throwback to the Troughton era when they did mm-hmm. that. So, which was pretty cool. So, and they it, had the teardrop. Oh yeah. Which oh is yeah, awesome. you always have to have the teardrop. <laughs> I love the teardrop. That was um, during research for for this podcast. I was like, I got to find out. Like, I want to find out some cool information, like stuff that like I didn't realize before. And that was the first time that the Cybermen actually had the teardrop in 31 years. Wow. Really? Wow. Really. wow. That they had, taken awesome. the, they had taken that design off of Cybermen. And then this was the first time that they brought it back. Hmm. I think it's stuck all the way through from that point on, except for when mm-hmm. they brought back the original Cybermen who just had the round, you know, like, yeah. gog- mm-hmm. look like goggles. Yeah, there's something about the, the teardrop that reminds you that there's a human inside. And, mm-hmm. and when you see scenes like, you know, when we find out Jackie's been converted and how horrifying that is, it, it just, I think it adds to that moment. Uh, it's a little touch, but it, I think it adds to it. Yeah. Well, it was, it was good. The, the design was awesome. And you even had the bar across the head, you know, just mm-hmm. like, and, you know, it felt, it felt retro, but new. And that was yeah. what made mm-hmm. it pretty awesome. And, you know, I loved, you know, that their legs, when they showed the feet, you know, when you had the stomping, you know, going through. And it was just awesome. It made you feel they were menacing. They were solid steel. And they were just, and they were a force to be reckoned with. Not like, you know, the later Cybermen in the old series where they actually started having emotion. We're going to get you, Doctor, because we, you know, it's just yeah, like, they're they're scarier without emotion. Oh, yeah. exactly, and that's what so made the Cybermen better. Mm-hmm. And that's what that was so what was scary. awesome about it. Mm-hmm. So it, I definitely, you know, this was awesome to see, and you know, I could have done it without the Cyber Leader chasing after. The people up the climbing up the, the, the blue <laughs> at the very end. <laughs> oh the yeah, that, that was kind of silly. That was, that was yeah, very exactly. cinematic. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I felt like I was watching the Rocketeer or something like that. You know? <laughs> I felt like I felt like okay, this is their Die Hard moment. It's like yippee ki yay, cyber leader. Mm-hmm, exactly. So and I did. Might have of, also been a caveat, so that way they could say for sure that Loomis yeah. was dead. Well, exactly. That's true. That's very, very true. Well, it made it sound like, you know, that the Cybermen pretty much were wiped out with what the doctor did with, you know, the the emotion chip, you know, being removed mm-hmm. and everything for all of them. It made it sound like, but the, the Cyberdyne Cybermen kept on coming back and coming back and coming back, you know, all through the, through the Tenant era and even into the Matt Smith era. Mm-hmm. So it was just, it was interesting to see that you had that and, you know, you just like said, okay, so maybe he didn't do such a good job. 
because you know then Mickey and uh, Jay were Jake were all going off to go to to Paris together. It was like okay, enjoy. Well, because there were still factories of Cybermen all over the world, supposedly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they needed to take out. Hence the reason Mickey kept Rose's phone. Right, and that made sense. That really made sense. But okay, let's get into it. What did you guys think of Tennant as the Doctor in this? We really haven't talked about him all that much. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> we're already, yeah. you know, already almost a half hour into this episode, and Tennant hasn't come up once. It's been mostly Mickey. Yeah, it, which is interesting because the you know, evolution of Mickey. But this <laughs> is he, he had a, he had a good arc here. He had a good mm-hmm. arc, but but I mean, you know, David's amazing in this. He really is. He, you know, you almost take him for granted sometimes uh, mm-hmm. how good he is. But he just, like I said, he adds to everything. Like he sell, he's the one that sells us on mm-hmm. the fact that the Cybermen are are something to be feared. Um, yeah. The the and and it doesn't. You know, how many times he says, you know, this is. I don't know if it's the first time, but is, you know, it's how many times is he going to say it? Like, I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, uh, you know, not only are they. Uh, you know terrifying but and then when at the cliffhanger and then the you know the first part of the second one when he's screaming at them like we surrender like why aren't you paying attention to me like it it really is a um a moment like you can't imagine i can't imagine too many other doctors getting away with that uh not to that level Mm -mm. um he's able to uh you know uh recognize the threat also like you know throw some shots at humanity kind of for letting it happen and and then you know talk about like like have little these little quips in there like when he's when he first meets the cyberman guy uh what's his name uh i can't think of his name right now Lumic. uh yes Lumic. yeah when he first meets him and he's like you know you're a genius you know i'd say you were a genius if i wasn't already in the room like like he's like, like he's <laughs> stuff and it just it just rolls <laughs> off the tongue so well um and you know he is sassy. He is yeah. Mr. Sass, and and he does it so well. You know, we we kind of talk about like you know if someone had never seen Doctor Who before, you know whether or not this the stories we review would be a good one. Uh, this two parter wouldn't be bad at all. Like if someone hadn't not seen Doctor Who before, no. you know the, the whole parallel universe thing would might kind of throw them. But I think for the most part, also that scene with Mickey when he's talking about how like this shouldn't happen, this would not have happened, you know, back in the day because the time Lords controlled even parallel universes and the walls to get mm-hmm. to them and everything. And how that's been, you know, something that now it's on, upon him. He has to, he says that at the end of this, it's like, there's a rip in the, in the wall and I have to close it. Like, cause it's my responsibility to do that now because if we only knew how true those words were, yeah, I, was gonna <laughs> say, I mean, that a little and how they his next there. generation. No, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. I mean, it is, it, it, you know, it's, it's amazing to me too. Like, you know, the Russell T Davies there, like these guys are writing and they know what they're doing. Um, you know, you think, Oh, this two-parter is great. The Cybermen are back. That's cool. You kind of forget about him for a little while and Army of Ghosts happens and it's like, boom. And everything from mm-hmm. this two-parter comes back to in spades in the finale two-parter. It's just mm-hmm. like, it, you, it, you, it's just really good writing, really good uh, show running. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really made me. Every time we watch one of these good episodes <laughs> from RGD or Moffat, I'm like, I, I'm so nostalgic. I, did, I didn't want to say it. I want it, I I want it back. I, I, I mean, I didn't want to say that. It was that. the pinnacle. It was the pinnacle of everything that could be right with the Who. You had a director who came from the original, so paid homage to all of that. You had amazing writers, an amazing showrunner, amazing talent to prove to give the performance that backs everything else up like it was like amazing on top of amazing on top of amazing on top of amazing so the only true thing you could have is an amazing show oh yeah i agree completely with that and that's what made it so fun is you had you know all this yeah nostalgia it is you know you had smart writing you had smart show running they had plans already. You know, they had this whole season arc already spelled out. They knew exactly where they were going to be going with this. They knew Rose Not just like, leave. They knew all that. So, you know. Oh, yeah. Everything, yeah. Exactly. Is, everything is leading to that. And, yeah, it's just uh, really well done. No, you know, it, and that was, was great about it. So let's bring up Rose. You know, we... I, I know I'm biting my cheek as I'm saying that, but you know, I I enjoyed her overall in this. You know, like she wasn't just you know lovey dovey, you know, except for at the beginning of the first episode. But she wasn't all googly eye with the tenth Doctor. She was, you know, she had focus. She had she wanted to get to her dad. She wanted to, you know, you know, show them, you know assuming that you know everything was going to be great the look on her face when she was talking to jackie on the patio and it was just awesome when when jackie starts screaming at her oh (laughs) because yeah exactly because at first you know they're all like Mm -hmm. oh you know everything's how exactly how dare you you're a waitress you know you i don't know you and it's just like and the look on rose's face is like she just got hit with a a 10 ton truck and everything and it was just like, and this is what the doctor was warning her about the yeah. whole time. And it was, it was just awesome. And, you know, don't expect, I love it. Jackie was a total biatch at that point, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not going to be getting your pay. You're fired. You're out of here. You don't, ta- I don't, you don't talk I'm, to me that way. You're not good enough to talk to me. Exactly. Yeah. You're lower class. You know, mm-hmm. I am, you know, above you and everything. And it was just, it was just great. And it was, and then to, for, at the end, Rose, you know, when you got, when they came back and, you know, they landed in Jackie's apartment and it was just like, you know, Rose running out is like, you're alive. Of course I'm alive. You know? <laughs> so it was, it was awesome. I, Actually, I was very, ja- Jackie was really good mom in that moment. It was a good mom moment. Cause she immediately says, what did he do? Yeah. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I feel like she says that every time though. <laughs> exactly. Like, mm-hmm. If Rose comes running into her arms, she's like, what did he do this time? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a, well, it's actually a fair question. <laughs> it is a fair, very fair she's question. The one who not- she's the one who notices that Mickey's not there. You know, like, she's mm-hmm. like, hey, where's right. Mickey? Yeah, she notices well, immediately. Because <laughs> they bonded over the fact that Rose was running off with the doctor. True. Yeah, and they bo- were. And both of them were being left behind. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they were being, they were hanging out together because of, you know, they had the thing because Rose was mm-hmm. off with the doctor. 
And it was just, it was interesting. Like, Hey, Mickey went off with you. Where is he now? Is he still in the TARDIS or in it's like, Oh, <laughs> that's going to be a fun story to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> but they all come back together. Talking, yes, they do. Talking about come back together. Rose. Um, I, I see what you're saying, Mike. I, and I, I agree with you to the extent that I think Billy Piper was really good at, with what moments she had to work with. But as far as liking mm-hmm. Rose in this as a character, no, I don't like any of the decisions that she makes or or what she does in this. Um, I'm glad you said it because everyone beats selfish. up on me. <laughs> because selfish of, decisions. She's pretty selfish throughout this whole thing. And uh, she doesn't really add much to it, you know. And she's kind of she's kind of the third wheel in this one. I think she's just merely the plot device to bring in Pete. Yeah. Like that's really, really her only role in the, in this this series. Although I think there are very small moments where you see the evolved Rose, the Rose that we see at the, at the end of a lot of like the next couple seasons or whatever, um, where she is that almost kind of like warrior-esque kind of rose there's glimpses of it through this episode but it's that change between the 19 year old rose who jumped in the tardis with eccleson to what we have at the end Mm -hmm. no that's very true that is very very true and it was i could see where you're saying that the whole selfishness and i agree and we've talked about that already you know it's your parents you know your long lost parents and and she's still very young mm-hmm. very young she's what 20 now yeah yeah at the most yeah. yeah but and i you know look in the beginning she's selfish and then you know i think she she takes it upon herself like once she finds out that her parents or her what you know her parents on this world are are separated she then decides that she's going to bring them together um, but she doesn't get to do that, bef- between, you know, before she can start really doing that, that it, the Cybermen come in and she's still committed so much that she wants to go with her father to rescue Jackie. It's really important that her, she get her parents together. And when that fails, I mean, she's devastated and rightly so. And I mean, mm-hmm. she goes through a lot in this, um, you know, um, but I think, uh, you know, we have to wait till, future episodes to find out exactly like how much this has really affected her and how much she's grown from this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, cause there are the lovebirds literally all the way from this episode, all the way through the end of the season. If mm-hmm. you think about it, cause the next one is what the idiot lantern, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. The and, idiot lantern. And then you have, you know, then you have the Satan pit and you got great stories. The rest mm-hmm. of the season pretty much is great, except for Fear Her. But, you know, that's... You know. We can just forget about that one. <laughs> Exactly. But, you know, you've got some great, great stuff coming. and But it pretty much, you know, and that's where you get into the whole thing where Rose Tyler's going to die. You know, the whole thing. And it's just like, really? Really? You know, we don't really need to worry about that. But it was... This was a great... This ten, This season was a great season. It was, and David's still, you know, he's, it feels like he's played the doctor at this point, you know, for years, for years. And this is his first season. This is only halfway through his first season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, exactly. 
Exactly. Yeah, and he is he embodies the doctor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's exactly. no doubt in your mind that he's the doctor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And I I love how you know when they are go when Rose and the doctor are going to the party at that mansion, and she's go thinking that she's going to be a contessa or something, and she's and he's like, and the next scene you see them is the wait staff. It's just like. And it's he's like, so excited about it. Like he's just like, "This is awesome! Let's do this. This, is, this is where you learn stuff. This is where you. Mm-hmm, exactly. These are the people that know what's going on." And she's just like, mm. yeah, "Exactly." It's like really, really, you know. But so. then again, you gotta think about it though. Homegirl did get like get the bad bad jobs. I mean, she was a, a kitchen cook. That's true. i'm I'm just gonna stop the list right there there's more however oh yeah he was like kitchen cook like she constantly was getting like roles like that where she's just like come on Uh, can't i get something better hey she got the french fries you know just think about the french fries and she got so smart with them exactly (laughs) so that was pretty awesome but yeah um i think you know this one i if we lived, I don't know if I'd be happy living in an earth like that, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's ruled by social media. Everyone, you know, doesn't really, Wait, you know, no. they, they put. Oh, you mean here? <laughs> you mean right now? That's where I was going with it. From. So, <laughs> so yeah. Hey, it's, it was. It's just, I got to uh, say, though, um, say what you will. The both the character and the actor playing the president of Britain was a pretty cool guy. Very yeah. cool. did really like him, did like his moments. Uh, and mm-hmm. also, um, I want to give a shout out to the guy, um, Colin Spall, I guess, who played Mr. Crane. What a cool little yeah. guy oh, yeah. he was! Yeah. Yeah. He, he was also in the original series, was he? Yeah, he's one of I think only like six actors who did both. Oh, wow, I didn't the know old that. and the new. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of familiar to me, but I couldn't place him at first uh, i at first i thought uh, I, mike i thought i thought he was the guy my first thought was like is that the guy who plays holly on on uh, red dwarf but i'm like no it's not uh, no sure. no 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 <laughs> but uh he was he was pretty good i he stood out to me i i, I did enjoy his performance and you know he tries he tries to get back at his boss too which i thought good for you man yeah <laughs> I mean, it just, it goes to show you how important well-developed secondary characters are. Yes. I mean, I think that's one of the things that's missing yes. in, in the current Doctor Who. And, well, it, and it makes the, a huge difference in the story. Mary, I've been so oh, cool. my tongue because I'm like, I don't want to keep comparing this to New Who. I don't want to keep comparing this to the new stuff, the Chibnall stuff. <laughs> but, but I think it's important to notice, you know, to note, note no, the difference and what's, what's missing. Well, exactly, and it's it was interesting because the actor Colin Spall did appear in Revelation of the Daleks in 1985. Yeah. Ah. Who is also wow, wow. the same director who did the yeah. series. Oh, wow, that's cool. Exactly. Oh, wow. But I love the scene when people were starting to get, you know, being put under control with from the earbuds, and he started hearing, and he said, oh, no, you don't, <laughs> and like, he yanked the... Awesome that out. <laughs> And that was that was just awesome. And then he took out, you know, pretty much the bad guy. And you know, mm-hmm. it was because of him that he got upgraded you know, so exactly. uh, quicker than he wanted to. Oh yeah. yes, very yeah. much so. So I think it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, let's. Any final thoughts before we go ahead and rate this one? 
Uh, I think the only thing that we haven't mentioned is, uh, man, I miss Marie Gold doing music. Uh, I oh, God. I actually played the theme both times, you know, because it was like, oh, I love this I one. Know. His music like, for the Cybermen was, re- was really, his composition for the Cybermen, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If I see the Cybermen without that music now, it just feels, it doesn't feel like it's Cybermen. It feels it's weird. Yeah, yeah. so... Um, such such good stuff. Such good stuff. The music, the music as a whole in these shows were amazing. Yeah. Like even the um, the jungle one. What's the name of the song? Oh, the uh, oh in the uh, we yeah, in the we yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> totally oh, not the, the same with the song. Were, yeah, while the people were being converted, <laughs> the people, yeah. Oh yeah, man, this... what a CG effect of that was with all the blades. Oh yeah, play track thirteen. You know, it's like okay. <laughs> It's like, yeah. and I was like, God, I need a lot louder music than that to cut down that screen. <laughs> I'm yeah, like, so. Did Disney approve this? I don't think that, that they would approve this. Well, it was it was interesting. It definitely was interesting. But Very yeah, the Murray Gold is missed. It is. All right, mm-hmm. folks. One out of five Tardises, one being the worst, five being the best. We're rating both together. So, Shannon, your first year. I'm going to rate it on the higher side. I'm going to give it a four. But it's only because it's literally the catalyst for so much more. So without it, you kind of miss out on a lot. Okay. That's totally fair. It's totally fair. All right, Mary. I like these two episodes a lot. I mean, I really enjoyed them. And there's not... Uh, there's not a lot even being nitpicky <laughs> that I can say that's, that's which I usually am, that I can say that's bad about them. So I, I think I'm going to give them a four and a half because I really enjoy them. And I would highly recommend, you know, people who are new to Doctor Who to watch these. I, th- I think I think they're that good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. All right, Mikey. I'm going to, uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with Mary. The four and a half for me, um, it, it's, man, what keeps it from being a five I think is is Rose actually, and I don't usually come down on her like as much as hard as you guys do, but um, uh, you know, not while I'm drinking, dude. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, you know, I uh, just think that she just could have been written a bit better, so that it wasn't so. I mean, she's going through what she's going through, so I guess she's written the way she's supposed to be written, but. Um, it's just the only downside to this, really. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Wow. I was going to give it a four and a half also, but it it was it was a great episode, but Rose always takes it down a half point at least for me, so <laughs> it's okay. So no matter which one of those, I, you know, I think the only one I gave a five star was the one where she went to the other dimension or something like that. So... <laughs> <laughs> But you know, she's, I, she's good in the first series. She's good with Eccleston. Oh, I loved her with Eccleston. I thought she was great. I just hated the love puppy, you know, sick, you know, the yeah. googly eye. It gets know. even more annoying as the season goes on. I think uh, oh, very much. I think so. she's done a couple of fivers. I, I would. I. I don't know. I'm sure she has. Um. Uh. <laughs> I think I'd give Girl in the Fireplace five. Um, and mm-hmm. that uh, was earlier in the season. Yeah. So and this, this, yeah. This, well, that's the one before. Right. So the yeah, right before this, she was still like super buddy buddy with Mickey in that one. True. 
True. She was, uh, but she was a bit more useful in that one. Uh, Mickey was the one that was not useful in that one. Mickey, Mickey mm-hmm. was the one that was not great in that one. I think so. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. They do still have a problem, you know, with that's the that's the age old problem with Doctor Who. When you've got more than one companion, it's hard to balance them out so that they all look pretty good. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They just don't. I don't know what it is. It's just the writing. They just can't write for more characters, and it's just it's weird. Well, we definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us feedback at earthstationwho.com. Let us know what you guys thought. Did you like it? Did you not? Did Rose do it for you? Was You know, we want to hear. We want to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly. So please, please definitely let us know. Uh, let's thank Shannon so much for joining us tonight. Thank you for having me. So I are love you, talking about who. Thanks for bringing are that wine. Do- oh, yeah. Thank you for bringing, you know. It was really yeah, awesome. Right? You know, if only you could share through the screen, it would be really I, awesome. I still have like half a bottle here, so. So it's going to be a fun evening for you tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've got a really cool specific stopper just for bubbles. So. Oh, really? That's awesome. Yeah. So Gosh. I can go put this back in the fridge and finish it tomorrow. Yay. There she goes. It's and a good be a way responsible to... kid. Oh, wow. Don't go that far. Unlike Definitely. The yeah. yeah, exactly. I was going to say the rest of I've still drank half a bottle. Yeah, okay. so. I, I, wouldn't, like, I, I have no use for that. No, exactly. It's like, <laughs> what? Stop? Moderation? That's not on Mike Gordon's list. Do, are you still doing the podcast? Tell us. Um, yes and no. I'm currently on a hiatus. Um, I've been having like a lot of stuff going on in life as a whole. Um, and so I haven't been able to spend as much time with the podcasting because I'm still having to do all my editing and I cringe every time I have to hear my own voice. So after 10 years, I still feel the same way. So it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. It's always weird. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. Like second I start hearing myself talk, I'm like, Oh, I can't do that. Mm. <laughs> I don't sound like that. Like, is that um, what I really sound like? <laughs> I'm like, oh, I think it sounds good. Okay, we're just gonna, we're just gonna do it. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm currently working with a couple of people to create a few um, series that are that's going to be on the podcast. Oh, awesome! Um, so it's kind of kind of fun to. We're in the planning stages for all of that. So, so where can people find your older episodes? Uh, it's, Still on the same, everything else. Um, so I am a life coach. My business is called Revolutionary Rebels. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And the podcast is literally everywhere, and it's Revolutionary Rebels Podcast. Um, we do a lot of really cool stuff um, for quarantine and through COVID. I actually did a few episodes with a yoga instructor on ways to kind of help de-stress and breath work and things like that to kind of help release a lot of the chaos that is going on um and so it's kind of it's got some cool little things i also did a whole series on love languages and how we can use those in both personal life romantic relationships friendships family work whole nine and how if you know your love languages it can make communicating with other people so much easier that's awesome that is really awesome i'm a subscriber and i love listening to it it's really fun it's very cool. And let's thank our regulars for being here. Of course, Mary Ogle. Thank you, my dear. Well, thank you. These, these were great episodes to talk about. It was really mm-hmm. nice to revisit them. Oh, yeah. It's been way too long. And it's it, just like, it has. And it's like, I wish we could t- like talk about all these, you know, every week. But it's just like, there's just so much Doctor Who to cover. And, you know, 
we have to almost throw a dartboard. Okay, which doctor are we going to talk about now? <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, anything you want to promote? Uh, you can find uh, my artwork and news about my soon-to-be-appearing book on uh, maryogle.com and also find my artwork on Etsy at eVision Arts. Very true. That's awesome. I'm looking forward to reading your book. I really oh, am. Thank you. It I'm looking be forward to it being out. <laughs> so you're just like going, oh my God, what are the people yeah. going to say about it? What are the reviews? What are they? So I know. I mean, at this point, I'm just like, I've had it. I've had enough. It's just going out in the universe. Kind of like Shannon's podcast. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that is awesome. And Mr. Mike Gordon, how you doing? You had a good time tonight, sir? As always, it's my pleasure. And uh, yeah, I guess I will go um, and uh, get the other, the real Mike Gordon to be uh, back here. So, because uh, I miss my Zeppelins. You miss your Zeppelins? <laughs> I have to be in my universe with Zeppelins. Oh, you know, I could I could play you a Zeppelin song or two. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. but yeah, it, 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 it's cool. So awesomeness folks thank you guys again for listening of course we'll be back again in two weeks and we're going back to the second doctor era who we spoke of earlier so it's gonna be a lot of fun mm-hmm. we are looking at fury from the deep the newly animated ad- adventure so it should be a lot of fun to talk about i haven't seen it yet so this is going to be great so it should be very very interesting until next time my name is mike faber we will see you here on our station who Thanks for listening. Go get vaccinated. Peace. And we are done. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Great things are coming on the Nerd Bliss Podcast. We're changing up our presentation while keeping the candidness that you enjoy. We'll cover all your favorite shows and movies with maybe a few surprises along the way. And you, yes, you, will have opportunities to be on our show on a regular basis. That's right. You've got the Zoom Pro account, and we're going to use it. So be ready. Find us at nerdblisspodcast.com and esonetwork.com and on all the socials at NerdBlissPod. NerdBliss, listen up. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping at the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.